This is an ICGC Cornerstone podcast. At Cornerstone, we believe in the power of the Word of God to transform lives and empower people to influence their generation. And now, time for the message. The sermon I have today for you is beyond the sign, beyond the sign, beyond the sign. This year they're doing beyond the return. So we are saying beyond the sign. Um, Mary and Joseph have found themselves in Bethlehem. And they're in Bethlehem because Caesar Augustus has declared that there should be a national census. And so they gather in Bethlehem to be registered for the census and the bible tells us that whilst they are there the mary's due date has come and by god's own working she gives birth with her first born son in a manger i don't know about you but giving birth to anything first you want it to be done well and mary gave birth to her first born child in a manger let's open our bibles to look to And we'll read from verses 8 to 12. And it's Christmas, so you want to look at your neighbor who doesn't have a Bible, smile at them, share your Bible, share your screen, be nice to somebody today. Are we there? Look 2, 8 to 12. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you, You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths laying in a manger. It's interesting that even before Jesus is a full-grown man, he is still calling the forgotten to be part of his folk to announce his good news. You see, the shepherds that the angels speak to, they are not the shepherds that we see in nativity plates. They are not the little boys in white robes with curly hair. They are holding a staff with one or two sheep next to them. No. Shepherds in those days, these guys were illiterate. These guys were outcasts. In fact, the Bible tells us that to the extent that in in a ceremonial gathering like this, shepherds were not allowed because they were just not regarded as good people. They were seen as liars and they were seen as thieves. So even in the law courts, their testimony was not regarded. And it's interesting that it's these guys These people, the outcasts, the forgotten, that Jesus decides these are the people that would go forth and announce my birth. And so the angel appears to them. And I love the announcements to the angels, from the angels to the shepherds, because they they take their time to describe where they would find the Savior, where they would find the Son of God, where they would find the Messiah. It would have been enough, or should I say it would not have been enough, 
for the angels to announce so powerfully that behold this day to you it's born Christ the savior if they didn't give them a sign because really if you think about where a savior should be born you would think about probably should be born in a palace to a noble family, to the king, to the queen, to a popular family, to an esteemed family, to a wealthy family. But for some reason, these were not the conditions in which Jesus was going to be born. So it's good that the angels gave the shepherds a sign. I don't know about you, but I thank God for a good sign. I thank God that every day of our lives, he continues to show us signs. And without the sign, the, the, the shepherds would have still heard from God because the angels still spoke to them. Without the sign, the, the shepherds would have experienced a supernatural act from God. I don't know about you, but when, when angels visit you, it's a big deal. God would have still given them a calling, an assignment. But without the sign, they would have missed God. Without the sign, regardless of what the angels told them, they would have missed God. And it's interesting that sometimes we experience God supernaturally. That sometimes we meet with God and God meets with us and he gives us a word. He gives us a calling. He gives us an assignment. But somewhere in our way from the assignment, from here in the assignment to the assignment, we miss it. But thank God that he continues to give us signs so that we find exactly what he's calling us to do you know when we just got my newlyweds um we got my 2014 december and i remember i told ph that you know let's wait for one year to have a child let's chill somewhere like january as i babe honestly honestly we have dated for too long i know you you know me let us try and bring another child, another person into this, this mix. So we did our thing. And um, we're believing God for a child and trusting God, praying to God for a child. And one day I was, you know, just sitting down and I began to feel something, something. I, I began to feel some symptoms. I began to feel nauseous and sick, but... I only knew that it was probably a possibility that I was pregnant because I was trusting God for a baby and we were obviously trying overly. Yeah, I will tell you. I will tell you. And so what happened was that I sent PH. I said, babe, go to the pharmacy and, you know, go and get a test. Let's test this thing. We tested this thing. It came out positive. We were excited. We went to the doctor the next day. And the doctor interestingly told me that I was five weeks pregnant. If it was not for the sign, I wouldn't have known that God had gone ahead of me five weeks earlier. I would have still been praying, still been fasting, not knowing five weeks earlier, God had interrupted my daily schedule. And he had given me a child. Thank God for a sign. Because without a sign, I will not see what God is doing. What is a sign? What is a sign? A sign is a pointer. A sign is an evidence. A sign is a signal. A sign is a symptom. A sign points you in the right direction. It gets your attention. 
It turns your attention to what is going on. Thank God that he gives us signs every single day. And throughout this year, God has been giving you signs. It might not be an angel physically standing in front of you telling you that your, and your prayer has been answered. But God has been giving you signs in the form of blessings. Every blessing of God is a sign that he exists. Every blessing of God is a sign that he is for you and not against you. Every blessing of God is a sign that he has not forsaken you. He has not forgotten you. He's on assignment on your behalf. That are the signs that God has shown us. And throughout this year, I don't know about you, but God has been blessing us. God has blessed you with his favor. There were certain doors you've been knocking on and believing God and knocking on and believing God. And for some reason, this year, God stepped into the scene and he gave, he opened that door, that opportunity that you've been trusting him to for. He has blessed you with the opportunity. You've been trusting God for healing for years. And this year, God interrupted your schedule and he blessed you with healing. It's called a sign. It's called a sign. Every single day, God has provided. This year, they say it was probably the worst. They are saying next year might be worse than this. It's getting worse and worse. But this year, when everyone thought that it was over and they were losing their mind and people were confused and they were searching, God blessed you with his peace. He blessed you with sound mind. It's called the blessing of God. And the blessing of God is his sign. It's a sign that he is still there. You might not have everything you prayed for, but we thank God for the blessing of life. That today you and I are sitting here today because God has given us a blessing. It's called his sign. He doesn't leave us wandering aimlessly. He gives us a sign to anchor us that the word he spoke over our lives are true. They are life. So the angels tell the shepherds that I will give you a sign. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, laying in a manger. Thank God for a sign. So what do you do when you have a sign? The first thing you do is that you don't overlook a sign. You don't disregard a sign. You don't miss a sign. If there's going to be anything you don't do, don't miss a sign. Don't let God bless you and you disregard it. Don't let God give you something and you overlook it and you treat it like it's nothing. I've heard people throughout the years, God has blessed them for things they believe God for. And then they start complaining about the very thing he has given to them. You don't disregard the sign. You look at this, the sign, you, you, you use a sign as your point of contact. It has been 358 days and God has been giving you signs. And the last thing you want to do is to sit in this service with your arms crossed and not give him praise. You are disregarding the blessing of God. You are disregarding his sign. The second thing you do is that you don't worship a sign. You don't worship a sign. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew 2, 9 to 11. Matthew 2, 9 to 11. And I read. 
when they heard the king, they departed. They here is, they are talking about the wise men. And the king is Herod. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star, which is also a sign, which they had seen in the east, went before them. Till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and Mary. Matthew here, like I said earlier, is talking about the wise men. The wise men as well received a sign, and their sign was a star. The Bible tells us that they followed the star. They saw the star and they celebrated the, the star. They, they rejoiced in the fact that there was a star. And that's what you do when you don't disregard a sign. You celebrate. Thank you God for this sign. So that's what they did. They celebrated. But when they finally got to where the star stopped, they turned their attention from the star and they worshipped Jesus. And I don't know about you, but we need to be careful not to worship the blessings that God gives us. Because sometimes God can give you a blessing and because of that blessing, you stop regarding him. You hold so close to the blessing that you begin to worship the blessing. The worship doesn't belong to the blessing. The blessing is just a sign that there's a blesser who has more in his coffers for you. So you don't worship the blessing. You worship the person the blessing is pointing to. I love the story of Hannah. She's probably one of um, the characters in the Bible that really, really challenges me. Because Hannah had been believing God for many years. Many, many years. The Bible doesn't tell us, but her rival had many children before she had his. So she had been believing God for many years. Year after year, she goes to Shiloh and she believes God and she doesn't have her blessing. Year after year, one very year, she decides that, you know what? I'm going to attach a vow to my blessing. And so she goes to God and she tells God that if you give me this child, I'm going to give this child back to you. And scripture tells us, that God is faithful. He blesses her with a child. And she does get the child back to God. The thing that she was believing God for for years. The thing that she was trusting God. Listen, this year God has done for you something you never thought was possible. Something that has blown your mind. There are people in this room, you have testimonies that you are even afraid to share. Because of how grandiose and big and magnificent it is. God can do exceedingly great for you. But you have to make sure that you don't worship the blessing. So the Bible tells us that Hannah finally gets the thing she has been craving for. She gives that thing back to God. But I like how she gave it back to God. Scripture tells us that she weaned the child of him. That means that every dependency that the child had on her. From that moment, she said, I'm not for you. I'm not your provider. You don't come to me for help. You don't come to me for advice. You go to God. She wins completely the child from her and she gives the child to God. And that is how we have to treat the blessings that God has given us in this year. 
You don't want to cross over next year holding on to the blessings. And, and, and when we hold on to the blessing, in essence, it says that this is all that God can do. That I have experienced the best of God. I've experienced all of God. But this morning, I'm here to announce to you that the best is yet to come. And if you remain focused on the blesser, not the blessing, you would receive more from him. When she finally gave Samuel to God, the Bible tells us that she had more. When you don't hold on to the blessing, you turn to the blesser, God does more for you. The sign is always going to point to something greater and bigger. And some of the signs for you are huge, but the sign is always going to point to something greater than itself. A sign doesn't point to itself. It points to something that is coming that is greater. God can do more. And then finally, it's not about the sign. I know I've gone on and on about a sign. But really, it's beyond the sign. Let's open our Bibles to Luke 2. Let's go back to Luke 2, 15 to 17. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now they, now when they had seen him, note that in your Bible, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. When the shepherds finally made their way to the baby, they followed the sign. All they knew was a sign. All they knew was that they were going to see a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, laying in a manger. When they finally get to that place, they, they disregard the sign. They don't look at the sign anymore. They don't point to the sign anymore because now they look at him. And I love that the Bible says that they see him when they had seen him, not a baby. When they had seen him, not someone lying in swaddling cloths looking ordinary. When they had seen him, not a baby lying in a manger, forgotten. Not that they saw the Savior. They looked beyond the outward. They looked beyond the circumstance. And they looked and they saw the Savior. They saw Christ the Lord. And in this Christmas season, I don't know what kind of blessings God has given you. But this morning, we say thank you for the blessing. But we are here to seek Him. We are here to worship Him. We are here to adore Him. A healer, a sustainer, a great and mighty King, a soon and coming King. We are here to give all the praise to Him. A grace provider, a physician, a healer, a, a mighty tower. We are here to see Him. It's all about Jesus in this season. The Bible tells us that when the wise men finally see Him, not the baby, they present unto Him gold frankincense and mare if they just saw an ordinary baby there will be no point if they saw a baby not born in a manger there will be no point but when they look beyond the sign and they saw Jesus it was at that point that they realized that they were sinners that God 
himself had left his throne in heaven to come down to die for a sinner like them. That they were outcasts, not worthy to be called or to be chosen. But God picked them up from the merry clay and he set their feet upon a rock. That who are they that he is so mindful of them that he chose them and anointed them and appointed them. It was at that point that he said, you know what, I have to give my all. I lay my crowns before him. When I received Jesus Christ, my Christmas has changed totally. Because I began to look at not the baby lying in a manger. You like a manger animals. But I look beyond all of this. As beautiful as it, as it is, look beyond Christmas tree. I don't need Christmas lights to come on before I look beyond see the one who saw me when I was lost when I didn't know who I was when I was looking for answers in all the wrong places when I was addicted to masturbation when I had no idea my purpose when I was a stammerer and I didn't know who God had called me to be when I was so shy I had no purpose I thought my I thought that my life was over I look at him who called me he called me he anointed me. He spoke life over me. So it is to him that I bring my praise. And it's to him that I give my adoration. I like what Kwame said. It's not about what he's done. It's about who he is. Jesus is the reason for the season. Who, what, what he has done are his signs. But his signs point to him. And I don't know about you, but is anyone grateful for a savior? I want you to join me on your feet. I don't know who he has been to you this year. But up to this point, it has been 358 days. You have gone out and you have come back home. And you have gone out and you have come back home. And you have gone out and you have come back home. And you still have the breath of life in you. Who has God been to you? He has sustained you. I don't know about you, but he has ordered my steps this year. He has guided me. He has provided for me. I want you to look beyond his blessing. And this morning, I want you to give your praise back to him. So just lift your hands up to heaven and lift your voice up to heaven and give our king of kings the praise that is due him. Oh, tell him who he has been to you. Tell him who he has been to you. We thank you, God. We worship you, God. We adore you, God. Who are we, God, that you are mindful of us? Who are we, God, that you pursue us day in and day out? You never left our side. You never left us. You never forsook us. Oh, who has he been to you? Your healer, your provider, your redeemer. I don't know about you. He has been my life. He has been my life. I thank God for his breath. I don't know about you. He has surrounded me. He sent his angels to keep charge over me. They surrounded me. There was a wall of fire around me. Now the enemy tried, but he failed. Who has God been to you? Thank you for listening to the message. God bless you.